Welcome to Escape from Plan A. Uh, this is Teen. Uh, sometimes we record pods that we never release. Um, the the This week, we're just going to release a pod from, I think, like, I don't know, a couple months back. And I think it was one of the ones that was, I would say, a little bit more uninhibited than our usual pods. So at the time, we were like, yeah, let's put it up on the shelf, see how it ages. Uh, and then looking back, I think, you know, we felt, hey, man, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's actually good that we release it. So... Just a little context. Uh, I was talking to someone uh, about Plan A today uh, and someone whose opinion means uh, a great deal to me. And he asked, like, you know, what purpose really does any of this serve? Like, like you're, you're, you're going in, you're potting, you're writing articles, uh, talking about racial issues. Um, what is the point of rehashing these racial issues over and over when what really needs to be done is maybe we put all this baggage behind us and move forward, right? And I thought... Um, uh, that's that's a that's a good question, uh, and I think I have an answer, which is that I think what we're seeing now, um, and this is not specific to Asian Americans. I think this is uh, sort of like a problem endemic, like throughout the entire society, is that putting this kind of baggage down, racial baggage and gender baggage, is impossible. It, it can't actually be done so simply. And I was like, you know, you and, you know, other very, very successful Asian American men, uh, despite having, like, in your estimation, moved forward, you've still found it impossible to put that baggage down about, about race and about gender. And, uh, you know, if you, if you, uh, had put it down, why would you be talking to me about this stuff? Right. I think it really goes, these issues go a lot deeper than we commonly allow ourselves to uh, examine. So uh, so we decided that maybe we should release this pod after all because um, I think it has, a, it, it, it taught me something. I had a really great conversation. It was just me and Jess and we were talking about something, you know, incredibly trivial, which were, we were talking about those prom photos. Do you remember of like a white girl wearing a cheap house for a prom? Uh, you know, very, like, I wasn't really, you know, offended by that. I wasn't, I didn't really have much reaction to it. Um, I thought it was a really trivial thing. But what I'm interested in is not, you know, just those photos, but why something so small levered into something so big. It, if you remember, there was, you know, this, this front page story, all of the major news outlets, including the New York Times, including Fox News, everyone on their front page, uh, online, um, the front page story was about this unbelievable Asian American quote identitarian overreaction uh, to something so so uh, trivial, which is a uh, something that I actually agree with about the, the trivialness of the of the issue. Uh, but the way that the story was told, and the way that I think um, Asian Americans were used as um, you know used as a pawn in a larger political debate over identity politics. Uh, again, is uh, just something that I think is, it's complicated, but it's like worth kind of tracing through how I, how we think uh, or how we were able to maybe discern how this stuff might work, right? So I think in me talking to Jess about this, I think I got some healthy discussion going, um, and I think she felt that way too. That was, I think in our mind, both a pretty unfiltered explanation of the source of our anger uh, and I think a lot of insight uh, for both of us um, about what came out of it. Escape from Plan A. Irashoimase, Oshitori Sama desu ka? Kimitsu no shimi wa aru.
um, the chipao is like it's it is a wedding dress. It's not what Asian it's not what Chinese people wear to the wedding, but it is customary to change into that at the reception. Right. And you will have one made or you'll have one given to you from your mother or an aunt or something. And it's probably the only time in your life as a Chinese American woman that you're going to wear it. You'll not see the chipao like in China. You'll see the reason that people in China don't really care is because it's seen everywhere. Like it's seen at retail, like, you know, the hostesses at restaurants wear it, Um, you know, it's. You know, the, I think I think some uh, airline, like a lot of service people wear it, right? And so it doesn't take on like nobody wears that at restaurants here. So in uh, in the U.S., it takes on a special elevated status because it's only associated basically with the wedding reception. So it's become a wedding reception dress. Now Chinese will laugh at that concept because they don't they're used to seeing the chipao everywhere, but it's not like we've misappropriated the use of the chi pao. It's not like we fucked it up or perverted it. It's just that we took it out of all the, uh, you know, the daily context, like out of all the, uh, out of all the sort of like service contexts. And by a process of removal, we've only now have this like sort of sacred wedding, you know, value attached to it. Yeah. It's, it's actually interesting. You brought that, that up, um, because a friend of mine, um, uh, we were just in a group chat and then um, and then the story came up and then she said, oh, my God, like, why is she wearing why is she wearing that dress? Because in, in L.A. and San Francisco, there are still these really uh, reputable, renowned, old uh, Chinese uh, tea houses and restaurants where the waitresses do mm-hmm. wear that. It's red ah, okay. with black trim and some gold embellishment. Um, and yeah. the, and so it's an homage because they were they were established like in the 1920s or something. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hearkening back to those days. And I think it's still like run mm-hmm. by the same family, like descendants of the same family, too. It's a lot of heritage, right. but that's literally the only places where you would see that. And to her, she saw that dress and she's like, she's in a fucking waitress uniform in, from that from like whatever that place is called in San Francisco. Like to mm-hmm. us, it just registered completely wrong. It's just a, it's just a completely tacky um, misappropriation, misuse of this mm-hmm. particular dress, and that's fine. Like nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about our opinion. Yeah, that message we all we all get. Like the only situation that I think of that where where it starts to wrangle is what would happen if I had bought a wedding dress to wear to prom. What kind of reception would I get? Yeah. Right, we 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 are expected to follow these norms that were not set by us and respect those as sacro, sacrosanct, but that reverse respect is not given back to us. Mm-hmm. I'd get laughed out of the room if I wore a wedding dress to prom. I, I think one of the reasons that the reaction from the mainstream media was as big as it was uh, was actually because, in terms of social power, uh, Asian people actually had a voice here. Like they got really pissed. Like people got really pissed. And the reason that there was this suppressing response from the mainstream media is because um, I think that, you know, in addition to being the canary in the coal mine, whatever. Yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of like, oh, shit, Asian people get mad. Like, we got to put we got to nip this in the bud right now. Like this idea of like a minority that has some empowered voice to enforce its own cultural norms in this country is seen as incredibly dangerous. We, st- we got out of line. They, 
the white woman response to this was very was very telling because even the pushback was the pushback was informed by a sense of shock Mm -hmm. like not not even like what the fuck is this it's more like how fucking dare you right like i thought you you are you are my bestie you're the one who has my back you're my sidekick you're the person i think i knew so well how dare you treat yeah. me like that? How dare you? And it's framed as how dare you treat me like this? Like you ungrateful bitch. Right. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was like, here's how it really works in this country. This is how cultural appropriation really fucking works. You know, and then they they they, they dug into, you know, they had their like little New York Times fact check section or whatever. They dig into Wikipedia level research of the Chipao and they were like, oh, actually... The Chi Pao dates back to 1920s Shanghai, and there was elements of Western dress melded into yeah. The, oh God, that whatever. was so, it's like, that actually, was so insulting. They they took it back. They're like, actually, the Chi Pao is as Western as as it is Chinese. Oh how yeah, oh that? yeah. I, I remember how he framed it. He's like, the Chi Pao was supposed to be a garment for Eastern women to be as comfortable and liberated as Western women. Yes, like, exactly. And well, okay. Uh, it's just shocking to me because I'm like, look, I, even if that's true, that's not the point. The, the The point has nothing to do with like, oh, what are the ultimate origins of the... And I don't want Asians to get like led down that road where we have to constantly search everything, trace every little thing up the river to the mountain and no, figure and out... No, and that's, that's a deflection. Which, that's an intentional deflection from the issue. No one's... Exactly. I mean, no one, no one's sitting around thinking about what the historical origins of a thing is. That's separate from what it is now. What it is in China is mm-hmm. different from what it is here. For people who mm-hmm. want to t- pat themselves on the back for being able to parse nuance, this is an intentional. Mm-hmm. This is inten- This is an absolutely intentional maneuver on their part to s- keep that particular viewpoint silenced. And if you want to use that, you know, if you want to use that kind of reasoning to be like, oh, well, we have to go back in history and trace the origins of it. Well, then every single every single cultural like uh, controversy, just go to Africa and ask someone in Africa what they think, because that's ultimately where everything will lead. Right. You want to go that route, then just go to fucking Africa. They're the ones that should be able to then from that perspective to tell the rest of the world what the the you know, the real authentic human culture should be. But that's ridiculous, you know? And to me, it has nothing to do with the history of the Chi power or anything like that. Like, it's simply a matter of, like, Asian Americans are not allowed to have an opinion about their own shit. And this is intentional like, you can because kind of have a private about, suffering opinion. If you talk yeah. about archetypal American shit, no one even thinks to reach back to the motherland or anything, right? If we're yeah. talking about, like, if we're talking about, if we're going to go back, if we're relying on history as the ultimate validator for grievances... There are many people, white people in the country who only have been here for about, for less than a hundred years. You can still find their families back in Ireland or Scotland or Eastern Europe, right? So why in a story about their grievances do you not go back to Ireland and ask them what they think about the red pill? What do they think about, you know, the, the crisis of masculinity in American culture? What do they think about Trump? Right? Nobody, yeah. uh, nobody I mean, does it- that. Because it's a, it's supposed yeah, they, to be centered. The I, everyone knows that if you're talking about that, you center that here in the people who are here now. Yet, yeah. Yeah. nobody else gets that. But, and if you did it, if you did do it, you'll you'll get the same thing. So like, 
I remember when the um, the I think they were receiving the Prime Minister of Ireland and uh, Paul Ryan uh, was uh, uh, brought a brought a um, a Guinness with him up on onto the stage and drank it, and then at the breakfast everyone said top of the morning to you, and in the Irish press they were like. What the fuck is wrong with Americans? They're like, first of all, can I tell you that your St. Pat- Patty's Day celebration <laughs> is a fucking, is a fucking, like, it's, they, they want to say it. They won't say it, but they want to say it. It's like racist. Like, it's a caricature of Irish as just these drunken louts. And nobody says top of the morning to you. And nobody goes, like, the members of parliament don't go up on stage with a fucking, gla- like, a <laughs> pint of Guinness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. And you call yourself Irish Americans? Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck you. Yeah. So, if <laughs> you want to disc- go that route, y'all are, y'all are just as disgraceful as everyone else, okay? Even worse. Yeah. Seriously. Um... Anyway, the just the, the whole thing is just the whole thing is just p- pissing me off. So I guess at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my my view on this is I wasn't really, I myself was not particularly offended by the cheap hall. But then again, I'm not a woman, and I didn't wear a cheap hall like my mother's cheap hall to my wedding. You know, something like that, right? Like that. It's not like an experience. Now that, that would I be have. a story. That would be a story if I did. <laughs> if I did it, I I, uh, I I would not bring it up again. But. <laughs> But you, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just not something I'm particularly personally identified with. But I can totally see that an, a Chinese-American woman who did do that would have a different opinion of it. And you got to respect that people have different subjective feelings towards, you know, symbols. Sure. I think and isolating it to the totally chief is actually... Um, mm-hmm. I think that the Asian female response to it in general had nothing to do with just this one incident. It's just it's just one more land grab by white women, honestly, on our lives. That's what that's what it read to me. I mean, I mean, I'm Korean American. I have no, I've never worn one. I I grew up with friends who you know wore, you know, cheap out to graduations and and weddings, and I know it's it has meaning for them. And honestly, for them, it's it's more like I'm Chinese American, so I'm gonna wear this. But it's not like it's not like a huge symbolic weight. This is more like an, a a tribute to their who where they came from, right? And a token that they wear to move them into the next phase of their lives, right? So it's not like it's it's this huge like totem or or anything for us. It's just a, a cultural touch point. But to see this this smarmy white girl just just wear the shit out of this dress, uh, it's just one more example of the way that 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 people just lay claim to our shit without regard. Without even, it's not even about asking. It's without even real appreciation, honestly. And when you, when, if they're pushed back on at all or critiqued, the response is always, in, like it's it's almost like they're hurt, and that's telling as well. Because then the response is, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to compliment your shitty backward culture. Right. Why are you not validating exactly. me? And it's like because you don't, you don't. Right. You're not owed validation. I don't think it's a compliment that you are doing this. It's not, it's not a compliment. That's just exactly. you doing your shit and you expecting mm-hmm. me to validate this somehow. This is your expectation yeah. that I would be, that I am the gracious, permissive Asian person who's just dying to have you borrow from my shit. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, also, and, and it's not even, that exchange is absolutely not even. If I dress, uh, if... I mean, I, I wear uh, white people clothes, I guess, right? That's just American clothing, right? Do I get credit for paying homage to your linen silk blends? 
No, yeah. it's just assume that this is the this is the standard. You set the standard that I'm simply living in. I like my linen silk blends, right? That's not it's not mm. a critique. Mm. Of that. I'm not I don't feel chafed literally by by mm. by these constraints. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it's just this is just accept that this is the standard that I am living at. I don't get any credit for that, but you somehow want mm. me to validate you for deciding to bestow your your whiteness upon you know, pass your white gaze upon my stuff and decide it is worthy of your attention. Like, thanks, bitch. No, thanks. Yeah, I think that the uh, I, I to- totally, totally agree. I think that the question now is, how do we respond to these things going forward? You know, I mean, obviously calling people out on Twitter is not going to do it. Like, it's just not the right to me, the right way to go about it. Unless we just want to have endless Twitter battles, which I am not for. Um, I, I think that what needs to be done is like, like all things, like, I don't think this is specific to Asians, you know, like I think black people have the same kinds of feelings. And I think even white people have the same kinds of feelings. Um, and I thought the Catholic, the, you know, the Met Gala was an example of that. And I feel like we need to understand that if people are a little bit more empathetic towards each other on the basis of shared feelings, but over different events, like if we can be sympathetic to the feelings of Catholic Americans in a way that they did not show us, unfortunately, over the Chipao incident. But if like there was this ability for Catholics and Asians in this particular case, as well as black people with respect to the, you know, the, the endless appropriation of their culture and the way Eddie, for example, the way Eddie Huang does it. And he's been out on Twitter trying to defend this Chipao thing without showing any bit of fucking self-recognition at his appropriation of black culture. And he's being called out left and right like he should be. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I think we need some mutuality here with other groups to say, like, you know, when they do this to us it kind of reminds me of how you probably feel when they do it to you in this way. I don't you know, think taking it like, seriously is the way to go. Honestly, I, I went in a different direction than you. I wanted to you see, wanna, you want to just like have that, endless trolls. Okay. Look like that first guy, that first Asian guy who picked up on, uh, on cheap girl, Jeremy lamb, yeah. Jeremy lamb. Yeah. Um, I think he should have just said, you look like a tacky fucking waitress. Honestly, I would have. I would have. Uh, that's a tacky. I would have approved of that. That's a shitty grade of polyester, and it makes your ass look huge. <laughs> like honestly, yeah. it's not like it's. That's the because I think showing this outrage and and that outrage is kind of like pleading to the white authority. Please don't do this to us. We have so little already. Just let us have this one freaking thing. That's what it ultimately, I think that's how it sounds when it, uh, for white people to hear these complaints. And it's still an appeal to, it still flatters their, their superiority. And I think that superiority flares up in that sneering, condescending response back. Like, it's just a dress. Stop being so fucking sensitive. I see the big picture, so I know that this is not a big deal. You should feel honored that I, that I give a shit enough about your backwards uh, shit to be able uh, to be able to appreciate it. So the, yeah, well, the thing is that I think both sides. There's a problem though. Is I think both sides, including the that condescending um, white gaze on this, is like they they both think that the answer to this somehow lies in the facts and symbolism of the chipao itself. So like both sides are starting to argue over what chipao means, 
And to me, I'm like, that's totally besides the point. It has nothing to do. The answer has nothing is not anywhere in the garment. It has nothing to do with the garment. This is like a generalized in like feeling that all people have when you fuck with their symbolic order. Like you, there's everybody has sacred symbols. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And those are fucked all the time. So, like, if you look at Americans and the and the overreaction that they have, like, to the way that, um, you know, uh, uh, Ghostbusters was turned into an all-woman cast, right? Or that, you know, there's two, there's obviously, like, minority tokens being inserted into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, they're going to go and there's, they're going to go brigade the reviews. Or the way that back in the day, people, they, they wanted to pass anti-flag burning laws, Right. You take it to that level. Like, white people have symbolic sensitivity all fucking day. They're the worst perpetrators of this stuff. They are super fucking like look at the look at the offense that they're taking over the Confederate statues being taken down. Mm-hmm. Or they want their right to fly the Confederate flag or whatever. Right? Everybody has sacred symbols and everybody overreacts to the ways in which their symbols are desecrated. Or I don't know overreacts, but everyone reacts strongly to it. But the people who overreact by far the most are white people. You know? And so I that's what I'm trying to say is like, let's stop fucking talking about the cheap hole. Let's start talking about abstract like abstracted human elements that Asians are just acting just like any other human beings would when you fuck with their symbolic orders. You know? That's mm-hmm. where I would take it. That's a good that's because, a good angle to take it. Because if you take it there, white people have the most unclean hands out of anyone. You know, like, minorities have gotten used to surrendering our symbols. There's some that we want to keep, like our wedding wear. Like, it would be nice if you didn't wear the shit that we, like, that are, that represents, like, you know, family hand-me-downs or, or heirlooms. Um, like, I, you know, some women wear their grandmother's chipao. It's, like, a sacred thing. So, like, it would be nice if you didn't fuck with that. But let's go there. Let's go with the fucking with the symbols. Y'all are the most sensitive. I think that's a you good know, like angle to take it out there. because literally what yeah. I, I mean, the point that I, I want to make sure gets across is that we all have these, these totems, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I mentioned the wedding dress, right? Like there's a reason I don't buy a coffin and use it as like storage, right? Right. Like we all have mm-hmm. these icon, there's these icons of uh of life in this particular context in america that everybody who who grows up here understands implicitly but there's a certain subset that's considered above critique that's considered so universal and so um so universal that they cannot be fucked with and those Mm -hmm. elements are uniformly white things yeah they are no one no one you bring up the the uh, the ghostbusters and i think like people's brains would just fry for a second be like like why would are you equating that to some cultural artifact this isn't cultural this is american this is just what is this is sacred right that's the ultimate sacred right what cannot be questioned so it'd be Mm -hmm. like expanding that notion to either protect including more in that realm of things that cannot be fucked with that someone's gonna fuck with eventually like I mean, that's yeah. the Med Gala is proof of that, right? There is no, there's nothing too big that someone won't eventually take a take a jab at it, right? Mm-hmm. Or allow that there are parallel bodies of sacred uh, sacredness that you should not fuck with without very good reason. Yeah, but that's the consciousness that does not exist right now. Mm-hmm. 
Like our shit is not sacred. Yeah, and 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 they keep racializing it, and we we that's the thing that I, th- I think the Asian American response to this is so fucked up or, or so unthought out is like we are allowing them to make this about us, right? And so the question then is, what is in the air with Asian Americans that we get so pissed about something so stupid that no, even it's they're not, this the is nothing to do with Asian. Asian. This is nothing to do with Asian Americans. This has to do with the white people. Exactly. This is it has to do with white. And, yeah. Like and it has to do down with... into the pathology. What patho- What what's the pathology of your Asian Americans that you're highlighting here? Honestly, if you lay it out, if you piece together all the different critiques of this incident and lay out with the grievances against Asian Americans, it's that we did not let go of our shit fast enough or graciously enough to them. Yeah, we spoke up. Yeah, that's literally it. No one got shot. No one got harmed. Some people talked mm-hmm. on the internet and were a little upset about this one incident. So the 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 amount of ink spilled in in talking about that response it, in aggregate it just means you uppity chinks. Oh, and you know what? F- you know, fuck Jeff Yang's like whole thing about his thing in the CNN was like, oh, uh, you know, you Asian Americans need to tone down their overreaction. Fuck you! Like, if you went on, like, first of all, no one's tweeting at Jeff Yang, right? Like, if you go and look at like the people, like including myself, who are actually out there tweeting about this directly with the white, you know, the white people who are coming in and, and, and giving, you know, saying all sorts of shit. The problem is that the original criticisms were along the lines of what you said. I think it was more or less like, you know, what Jeremy Lamb said was fine, right? Like, my culture is not your prom dress. What's wrong with that? He wasn't threatening her. He wasn't, you know, it's just, he was just saying this is not, this is fucked up. The amount of, like, white racism directed at Asians and done in a casual way, done in the my, my wife is Asian kind of way, like, the amount of shit that I saw, that is what that overreaction was, right? Yeah. It was this minor incident opening up a real racial fault line along what you're saying. It's like, you didn't give it up fast enough. You didn't give it up fast enough. And that's the fundamental expectation, especially with these guys who will say stuff like my Asian wife. They want you to give it up fast. Yep. And if you resist... They're going to fucking, you know, they're going to get racial on your ass. Yeah. And then you have fucking like Jeff Yang's out there who want to speak for everyone going out like Asian people need to tone down their anger. Like, fuck you. You don't like this is not about the cheap haul. Like, like he, he wrote he spent the first half of his stupid essay talking about all this shit about like how, you know, yes, there are certain aspects of our culture that, you know, like, fuck you. All right. Just get if you're not mad about it. Shut up. Like, if it doesn't bother you, just shut up. You know, like. I, I can't stand the, the, the Asian response to this yeah. as well, telling where it's like a, a fear of embarrassment and a fear of um, a fear of conflict. Yeah, because it's a pe- they have it's no fear coming in and it's telling you what the fuck and is wrong writing with, you. with that white angel sitting on your shoulder, whispering in your ear. You're looking at yourself the way you want some white person to look at you and saying the words that you feel compelled to say as a result. Yeah. And let's let's be very clear about this. It's not a matter of Asian overreaction. Right? You want to see this yeah. isn't overreaction. This is a, this is saying any reaction is an overreaction. No reaction is the only acceptable course available to us. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks yeah. about, "Oh, we need to tone it down. We overreacted." No, this isn't about everyone talks about that, but the rea- when you actually dig down to what it is, it's that really what was offensive was that there was any reaction at all. Right. That's how low the bar is to trigger disapproval for us. Yeah. yeah. And like, like, get the fuck in out of here. In that sense, 
in that sense, I agree with you. In that sense, I think Asian American, like, we do need to just get used to conflict in, at a certain level. You know, like, I'm not advocating, like, I guess what I'm saying, like, what I was saying in the past, like, we got to, like, understand that these are universal human feelings. Like, I'm not saying that so that we'll, like, preach kumbaya and stuff. I'm saying that so that we're armed, understanding what the nature of this conflict really is. You want to call us, like, oversensitive about our symbols? Take a fucking look at yourself. Like, if, you're, if we're able to understand the nature of why we're offended, right, if, we're, if we take our own feelings seriously, rather than being like, huh, maybe we are losers, maybe we are oversensitive, you know, the way that Jeff Yang said, right? If, if, you, if, we, if we just fucking trust our instincts and be like, no, there is a reason why I'm upset over this. There is a reason why, as a Chinese-American woman, this hits me hard. And it's a valid reason. If you trust your, if you're allowed to trust your own instincts, then figure out what, what, what is it? What is it? Right? Well, that thing is a sacred symbol, regardless of what people are trying to say. And there's a reason for that. It's not because you're fake Chinese. It's because the context is different here. Right? Yeah. So if you're able to parse through these things and be faithful that it's not because you're crazy or you're not oversensitive, it's just your context is different, but you're having a completely normal human reaction to this, right? Then you'll understand, oh, you know what? White people have the same reaction 10 times stronger, 10 times more often. Yeah. You know, um, Very valid and point. And that'll arm you for the that'll arm you for the confrontations where it's just like, okay, you want to talk about this? Let's talk about your examples of this bullshit, you know? Well, making trade-offs, um, right? Like appeasing like Asian anger, right? On this mm -hmm. incident, right? Cooling the flames. Mm -hmm. Sim everyone sim simmer down, calm down. Like, let's talk about what do you stand to gain or lose by engaging in this conflict, right? By say saying your piece. Okay. What are you afraid of? That's what I want to know. Like, what was Jeff afraid that if he if he said, no, nah, I totally thought this whole incident was, to was, was bullshit and she shouldn't have done it. Then, like, you know, like, what, what would he I have personally lost? Feel like, I personally feel like Jeff Yang has no personal response to this anyway because he didn't feel it. And I, I mean, I can understand that in a way because as a Chinese American man, I didn't really feel it either. I look at this picture. I honestly don't. I think it's tacky, but I don't feel deeply offended. I feel like I'm curious. You're Korean American. Like, I'm sure it doesn't quite as deeply offend you because Chi is not like a Korean thing, right? Like, it's not. I don't feel like it hits people in the gut quite the way it does Chinese American women who look forward to or remember fondly the one fucking time in their life that they're going to wear this thing. And it's not prom. It's the casualness with which she probably saw that on the aisle, picked it up, and just did not question twice the propriety of using it for her own ends. That, yeah. that, that mentality is something Asian American women know very, very well. It's 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 yes, that but the it's fear, that I think the fear is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's the I mean, we've all seen this. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you, you can you, you can talk to any Asian American woman who grew up here uh, and she will have a story about a time when a white woman crossed some boundary she should not have crossed because she didn't think twice yeah. that it would be that there would be any repercussion for her doing so. Yeah. Because let's, right. like, a lot of this dialogue, people, like, Asian Americans trying to write about this, trying to appease, you know, white people or appease Asian Americans, we need to understand and change people's minds. Honestly, I don't actually give a shit what you think. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. Right. right? I, I, I'm not right. here to change anyone's heart and mind and soul. I don't give a shit. That's between you and your God. I don't care. 
Just understand yeah. that there are guide there are guidelines and rules in place that apply to you just as much as they apply to me. In fact, I still live with about three times more than you. Yeah. Thanks to who I am. And then in, and then in comes the you know this Asian social and like I thought this was a very telling event for Asian women uh, as well as, as well as the Asian men who were like that that were um uh, that were that were on their side right like I felt very much on their side on this. Whereas I felt like a Jeff Yang was not, you know, I felt like the, a lot of Asian American men that I saw on social media and that were writing, like the few that like Jeff Yang that were writing in, in the mainstream media didn't really show a lot of empathy here. And, uh, I feel like this was an event where Asian women, I think for, this was a show of their social power. It showed you that the mainstream, like they will totally obliterate any sort of social enforcement or social power that you bring to the table. They will give, um, you know, that girl, I forgot whatever her name was, they'll verify her on Twitter. They'll turn her into a total hero victim. Uh, they'll gaslight the shit out of you in paper after paper after paper. They'll do what the New Yorker did with Moko Fuji's sidelining of Inku Kang on Isle of Dogs. This is a pretty relevant discussion to that last podcast we did, right? Um, they'll go straight to fucking China and have people who claim to be more Chinese than you, more Asian than you, explain to you in the New York Times why you're full of shit. They'll do all these things. And it's second nature. I mean, I'm not even sure they know exactly that's what they're doing because it's just their playbook, you know? And they'll, and they'll, and they'll just be like, what is wrong with Asian American women? Seriously. That you can't even let this go. What 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 kind of like leftist Marxist shit is happening on the left? You know, like what kind of weird indoctrination did you get um, that turned you into this oversensitive, you know, oversensitive specimen? And it's just infuriating to see. And and I really hope people don't fall for it. Like I hope like, this is what this is ultimately like what I hope like we do on the pod and through Plan A and whatever is just like. You can look, you can see through this shit. You got to be able to see through this shit and not feel like you're being irrational for feeling the way you do. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're just going to come at you a million miles an hour as to why you are completely out of your fucking gourd. It's so wrong. I don't know. It's just so wrong. It's upending. Um, it's upending a known power structure that honestly we have been complicit in uh, in. Uh, abiding by for a very long time mm -hmm. so the fact that the mm -hmm. reaction from the mainstream that there was such this volume of reaction against it is also a testament to how much social influence asians slash asian american women in particular have particularly in these like cultural or you know fashion moments or whatever in this limited sphere there is a high visibility there's high visibility and high authority given to select asian american women but usually well, this was a those test are of that then. this was a test very much so and but it's but it's kind of telling that these women who are in these positions of influence do follow a very um a very lim a very narrow uh they were the ones who climbed a very uh narrow ladder up mm -hmm. right these were the ones who want who played the game that was set for them and then did very well by mm. those rules. And now it's seen as biting the hand that feeds them. Did, did always... any of the major like fashion bloggers or anything say anything about no, this? No, not one, not one. They're going to keep their mouths shut about this. Absolutely. Aren't they? Yeah. 
this is a, uh, I mean, this is I don't know. Like to me, it's like it has nothing. Like again, it's not fighting for this particular symbol, right? I it's think fighting one, for one blogger. Uh, this was a white woman, mm-hmm. not not even one of the Asian ones. Um, uh, just had one of those generic Instagram comment sort of uh, sort of messages about it, like, "Oh, she, I thought she looked beautiful in the dress," and you know, I understand the uh, frustration, and I hope we can all just sort of you know come all together in love and peace, and you know work through our differences. Gross. Yeah, so Whatever. it's like it's a pretty generic message. The, this cheapo thing, had, there's so much to it. I love these stories where it's like something trivial leverages into something huge mm-hmm. because I want to know what that lever is. It's the lever that I'm interested in, not the event. Yeah. And um, I just, I feel so, I feel like this was a loss. I feel like for Asian Americans and especially Asian American women, this was a loss that we need to turn into a win somehow. But I don't mean like in the press. I don't mean like in no, this the is an in, this is an internal thing. In our own minds. This isn't an internal yeah. thing. Like, look, you can be you can be everything they want you to be and this is how they treat you the minute you need something back. Right. Like this was never yeah. an this was never like no one's saying, you know, we need to boycott white businesses and retrench and form our own golden utopia. No one's saying shit like that. But it's simply being aware of what you are willing to give up and be mindful of what you yeah. think you're getting in return. That's it. No one's for telling sure, you to do sure. shit, but it's making sure you are aware of what you are sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, this is what yeah. you will be getting in return. Just make sure that it's it's still within your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, to this to any Asian woman who thought white women were your friends, like you should see, you should check this out and take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think that I, I get the feeling like most. I'm just speculating, but I feel like most Asian women kind of understand that. But what, what do we have each other's backs here? Like, can you can you trust other Asian women more on these issues than than you know, like friendly white women or something? No, you can't. I don't know. I mean, I've I've talked yeah. about this to my friends, um, and the strongest, most sympathetic responses I've gotten were from white women. White white women, yeah, yeah. White liberal um, feminist women. The mm-hmm. the ones who are immersed and and real about you know all the baggage that comes into this. Um, I mean, I talk to my Asian American female friends and we get the sense of, but it's also, it's, it's, co- it's buried a little too easily as an embarrassing incident, mm-hmm. right? Like this yeah. was, un- this was a mention of us in the press that was unflattering. And this just goes back to, I think this just goes back to this ingrained thing in us that needs approval from the outside world to feel validated. And like, if we're I, not going to get, get approval, weird... then we should just not be mentioned at all. Like anything negative is just embarrassing, and we should get away from that as soon as possible. Right. But I think that's the that's I, that's that's that first layer. If I if I dig into it more, yeah, people would get mad. But it's getting to that like like peeling that bark away, that bark that's built up over decades, basically, to getting to like yeah. like it's okay. Just say what you can say. What you mean here? Stop thinking through so many different lenses. 
you know, I get very weirdly uncomfortable when white people show um, true understanding. Like, so with with the cheap thing, like there was when when the when the thing got a little bit out of control, the narrative shifted towards, you know, this poor girl, this poor girl, right? And it was a white guy who actually dug through her social media footprint and found the video of her saying Asian people suck or whatever. Right. Uh, which I know was, uh, you know, them parodying a bunch of Vine videos or whatever. I, I really don't care about the video. But he found that video and then he tweeted it in that original thread or something like that saying, like, see, you, all you got to do is just look into these, uh, uh, look into these, look into her um, history to find, yeah, she's not the innocent girl that you all think she is. But it's a white yeah, guy is... saying this. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, one, it's like, thank you. Thank you for that. But two, it's like, why couldn't, like, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. It's like, why does this guy see it? Why does this white guy, who doesn't even have, like, a fucking personal stake in this, why does he see it so clearly? But, like, Asian people are, like, it's our own feelings, and we still get gaslight into, you know. Like, there's something uncomfortable about it when a white dude actually gets it. Because I'm like, you see, like, even... This guy gets it, and you don't get it. Yeah. You're fucking Asian. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's something really uncomfortable about that for me. It's almost like we've been made better white people than white people. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, Ouch. it's very, very fucking weird. So. Yeah. I mean, white. The thing that we're when we imitate white, the one thing we can never do is rebel against whiteness the way white people can. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's. It renders our own rebellion kind of a knockoff if that's where, if that's mm -hmm. what we're t tunneling towards. Yeah. So it makes everything yes. we do kind of an off-brand version of someone else's shit. The only real way you can rebel is to make whiteness your rebellion against your Asian-ness, right? Like, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. But, you know, you can't really critique whiteness as a, as a fake white person. So you're kind of like bought into whiteness 100% because you don't have the standing to rebel against the racial identity you've assumed. I mean, it you depends. Know? I mean, uh, like my own positioning in this would be uh, would be pretty telling, I guess. I mean, if you looked at me on okay. the street, like you can probably tell immediately that, you know, I'm an Asian American. Right, there would be mm -hmm. nothing in my speech or inflection. It, it would take, it's more an attitude. You'd have to come into my home and really know me to really start seeing anything particularly um, deviant from that norm that I would appear to, to mm. be on the outside. So part of that... Or listen to you on a podcast. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Or listen to you on a podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it's... I think what, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, but I also think the potent, like, understanding the burden and the BSness of it all actually does come from being immersed in in it to some extent. In in the whiteness? In the mean? whiteness, yeah. No one's better positioned yeah. to actually critique it than the people right next to it or the people who've been halfway pulled into that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a... there's So it's not going to... it's. I don't think we could have the same... Um, no, actually, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on that. Yeah, I think, I think we're in a great position to be, to be the ones pushing back on whiteness because, for one thing, they accept, they let us in enough to see. Mm. 
So that's that's on them. They let us see it, and we thought it's they th- let us in because they thought they were doing us a favor, and we're co- and we're calling bullshit on that. Mm, yeah, yeah. So there is some potency to that as well. Oh, I mean, all of the most outspoken people, like I said, most of the outspoken people I know um, on Twitter, the ones that don't give a fuck, uh, are all, like, on paper success monkeys that, you know, worked for all the great companies and went to the great schools, Yeah, you know? And they could totally be accepted into white circles as bros if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, No doubt, you know? Yeah. like look at like Doug Kim, <laughs> like on on Twitter, right? He's he, he was like a he was like a professional poker player and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if that's exactly counting, but you you see what I'm saying? Like he's in that he's in that sort of like white bro world of like professional poker and mm-hmm. you know, um, or like I don't know. Other people are like engineers at like you know all the all the household names startup and tech companies and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. So I think that, I think uh, if we got our shit together and turned that lens outward, yeah, I think they they're not they would not be prepared for it. You the white the the the, the white response. Yeah, look like, how oh, look yeah. how quick no, I would, I would and agree, urgent yeah. suppressing suppressing Chipalgate was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I I think so too. I think. I think we have a certain credibility, yeah. right, in this, where it's like, and they want to paint it as like, wow, wow, like you are the the in some ways even more privileged than white people, and you're falling for this bullshit. And if we can articulate the the problem better than we have, because it's an inchoate rage right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's an inchoate, and we fall behind. Like everyone who writes about it has failed miserably because I mean even the honest ones like that that really want to the uh, uh, to advocate the Asian uh, response uh, has the, the, you know the, the vocabulary so limited so like it's always like the model minority right or it's um, cultural appropriation or whatever like it they, 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 they just fall behind these like really worn out tropes mm-hmm. that don't explain the real objection and that happened with isle of dogs no one really got to the heart of the real i think the real objection there right which was which was just the the shitty way that they portrayed asian women and uh the ways in which we were excluded from something you know and i feel like we need to be more comfortable being like honest about what we're pissed about yeah and we need to think about that more Versus, oh, let's shoehorn it into the to the things that white people will accept, which is uh, model minority, you know, this and that, sexual fetishization and cultural appropriation. I thought this time around, what it, it's, it's, it's very much what you're saying. This time around, this was one way in some respect for white people to take away cultural appropriation as a valid argument that Asian people can use anymore because they've, they've grown tired of it. They're sick of being told that they're not allowed to participate, you know, to use our culture. They don't get it. They don't. They don't like it, and they're gonna. They use this opportunity to be like Asian people. Y'all need to shut the fuck up when it comes to cultural appropriation. I don't want to hear any more of it. You yeah. gave us shit over Olive Dogs. You get now. You're giving us shit over Cheap How. You're victimizing an 18 year old girl. How dare you? Don't ever bring it up again. Yeah. It, okay? The response was basically I mean, uh, a long form eye roll. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's yeah, how sneering and condescending um, it was. Yeah. And it's yeah. and that's not okay. And this was this and, was the first time that there was even a hint of Asians turning the lens outward. Yeah. Right? Saying, "No, we're we're not the objects in your in your play here. We're not just mm-hmm. background actors in in whatever and whatever construction of the universe you're you're concocting, your mental model of the universe, mm-hmm. you are actually the sub. You are actually subjects as well. In our case, yeah. you let us right. in. We saw it, and we're calling bullshit on this. On this, yeah, it's y'all look tacky through. as shit. She and we have she's, credibility. She's a basic Becky, you know, like yeah. And if that lens um, gets turned, it's it's actually a highly credible one. We are in your boardrooms. Exactly. We are in your boardrooms. We defend you. You know, we are your attorneys, yeah. your doctors, your therapists. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> we are in the exact, we, we we walk the same halls that you do. There might be fewer of us, yeah. but we're and there. We've all, and we've always been fucking nice, haven't we? Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like we go around like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's clearly the issue here is that you've pushed us too far. Like, we've we give white people a lot of room. A lot of room. Yeah. This one fucking thing is like, this has gone too far. And it's like, holy shit. Like, every single newspaper. with Like, Washington Post, New York Times, The Atlantic. Like, everyone coming out. CNN. Yeah, right? Yeah, fucking everyone coming out with long think pieces saying Asian Americans are fucking insane. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. It's Thank like, you. It's like, the, what the fuck? It's the volume of fuck that you. response that was more telling to me than anything said within, like, anything said in the pieces. The substantive, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, this, we need to, we need to, like, oh my God, it was crazy. Um, it's, it's, I can actually see, like, an Asian editor, see an editor at these papers is suddenly, like, getting this, this, uh, new word of the story, looking up and seeing all the Asian people for the first time on the floor, seeing just how many there yeah. are. Yeah. And be like, huh, yeah. huh, this has to, we have right. to get around this somehow. We need to nip this in the bud. Yeah. Like we are, we are, yeah. It, yeah. we work I alongside you. I think it works. We are your subordinates. We are your bosses. We're in your fucking beds. Yeah. Like literally no yeah. one has an, in, has a better insider look. And if we're the ones saying, yeah. no, this is not okay. Like you actually have yeah. to listen to us. And you know what? You know, it's even everyone else will also listen as, as well. And they lectured at us like we're fucking children, and everything that they said was complete bullshit. Yeah. And but they but they had the confidence to, to lecture down to us like a fucking like like a didact. And I'm just like, you know, uh, if if this works, if this if that if that if that combined media blitz against uh, to gaslight us, if that works, then you, then that's a lo- that's a big loss. That's a big loss to think that that the kind of the kind of things that they were saying about this, if we internalize that narrative, that is a loss. That's a that's a that's that is a that's a surrender of your mental autonomy. Yeah. To buy into the David Frum view of cultural appropriation. And that's the takeaway from like, this incident. David Frum, yeah. Yeah. David Frum is the whitest of white fucking men to say to say the things that he did. He literally in that fucking article started bringing up uh, how Africans were complicit in their own slavery. Yep. About how in Be- in Benin, they had traded away human beings for access to Portuguese metals. And I'm like, 
the fuck does that have to do with a cheap hoe? Like, what, yeah. What what in what in the like honky tonk whiteness are you fucking talking about? This is this is like a systematic what, effort to cut out the legs. This is answer. It's not even addressing the core issue. It's having the audacity to create an issue and then respond to that and then just make enforce that that version of what the problem actually is on everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing yeah. this nothing to do with like nothing to do with the origins of the Chipao either. Like it does not right. ma- that is not the question at hand. No one was asking you where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Right? Or has no one else culturally appropriated until this point in time? No one's asking right. those stupid questions. But that's he had the audacity to think that that's what's actually going on in our imbecilic little brains. That's that's the whiteness of it. That's the caucasity of it. Where he can't even hear yeah. what the issue is and acts like it's a third grader problem that, that we're all we all have our panties in a wad about. Right. And I'm like, dude, you went on Wikipedia and found every single stupid little thing that, you know, washed white white guilt off your own hands. Like that's why you started talking about slavery and African complicity in slavery. Do you, this is the Atlantic. The Atlantic. You're the editor of the Atlantic. This is an abolitionist magazine. You were waiting for Asian people to say some shit that you don't get, that you don't understand, as a as a way to finally say the thing that you really want to say, right? Uh, white people weren't as guilty in slavery as everyone says we were. This is the editor of the fucking abolitionist yeah. magazine, The Atlantic. But it's okay to like, tell that's us. that's how fucked up And the is. entire article, ultimately, what it's saying, it boils down to this. It was okay for her to do what she did. Right? That's an, that's, yeah. It's a justification for her actions in a really, in an eloquently, historically accurate, probably, I don't know, I didn't go check Wikipedia for this shit. Uh, written piece to justify why she why what she did was okay and why all the outrage was wrong and this is coverage that this would this is unthinkable for say like an african-american issue there would be no ink spilled over that why why the urgency for this particular voice i think the answer to that is pretty significant because we're closer to where where he sits than anyone else is. Yeah. There is there's less of yeah. he can't reach down quite we're not quite at a remove the way African Americans are. He can afford to be charitable to those issues. He has to listen but to But they still are master they're, they're still our masters in the newsroom. Yeah. Like you know, like it doesn't matter that we're sitting around them. It's like but in even when we're when we are given positions, we're not gonna use they know we're not gonna use them this way. Mm-hmm. Right. They know that like we're too like those those of us who have ascended to like I would love to see if the New Yorker has anything to say about this because Michael Luo is the is the is the editor of the online piece of New Yorker. Is he going to say anything about this? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. You know, I hope he keeps um, his trap shut. I do, too. It's probably going to be very, very fucked up whatever he says like it'll it'll sound good you know at some like bland liberal level and then when you start digging into the the the, the assumptions that form his opinion it's gonna be he's gonna mention that up, he went like to harvard new york times yes and that he and that, the, that that he read the news as he was out of as coming out of church yep um and that his iphone is he now has the iphone um x yeah <laughs> like i was scrolling on my iphone x while sipping a five dollar macchiato <laughs> When I suddenly saw, 
Oh my god. I called up Anna Wittenauer and was like, what do you think of this? Because we have lunch regularly. <laughs> my fucking god. Jesus Christ. So, like, okay. if that's what you have to say, just keep your trap shut. Silence is better than this. Like, don't let, let's not make any mistake about this. Like, sometimes if you're stupid about this, just shut up. We don't need all voices. Not all voices matter. ご注文の品をお持ちしました。頼んでませんけど。<音声>